Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for November 15th, 2020, the uh, 24th Sunday after Pentecost. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, how are you? I am healthy. <laughs> Which means something in Indiana right now. Uh, yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, uh, for those of you uh, who who don't know, our numbers uh, have been continuing to slide in the wrong direction, uh, and essentially a couple of days, I think, before Sunday, uh, uh, slid beyond the threshold of us uh, of of our of our uh, what are we calling our, our regathering team meeting. Uh, guidelines that we have developed as to meeting We're, in person. Actually, it's the bishop's guidelines. The bishop's uh, guidelines. Yeah, not the. It's not just on a parish level. Far, so far more important than uh, than our individual ideas. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. about so what's safe it, and healthy. It's really scary the COVID levels for mm-hmm. Hamilton County where Fishers is located. Yeah, we've we've uh, unfortunately we've started to see. Um, initially, it was just cases that were really. Um, uh, increasing and unfortunately we're beginning to see the um, uh, trailing uh, data of of seeing uh, those cases then turning into deaths uh, right which is which is uh, obviously not uh, uh, not what we want to see and and heartbreaking for for um, those involved and those who the, those who uh, know those individuals so um, something that we continue to keep a close eye on and, and prayers for um, everybody uh, um, and uh, but the safety is obviously still the key, and and it's a. I'm not gonna lie to you, Bruce. It's a super shame. The, yesterday or, or oh, this yeah. past Sunday was the best weather we've had in like a month, and it's <laughs> oh easily yeah the one time <laughs> that we had to cancel the in-person worship, <laughs> uh, which is just uh, especially for for anybody who braved the weather the the week prior with the forty mile an hour winds. <laughs> Uh, uh, a real shame we didn't get to even oh, that out <laughs> so much so yes um, but it is it is what it is and it is outside of our hand and so as we have pretty much all of 2020 we will continue to uh, find uh, different and uh, meaningful ways to engage in worship uh, and um, yeah and fortunately we've continued to produce the online pre-recorded worship so mm-hmm, we could mm-hmm. many of us still gathered for the facebook watch party and i hope folks found that very meaningful yeah yeah the music uh, the music was sure gorgeous which you and um bethany payton worked so hard on so that helped really make the sunday i think oh good i i appreciate hearing that uh this this sunday i did not do a uh professor snape um <laughs> postlude so uh, uh, the, 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 the quality of the music was decidedly heightened <laughs> as a result. <clears throat> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, I think again, I'll do it, uh, up at the top of the, the order, uh, uh, encourage people to be on the lookout for our, uh, uh worship, uh, online worship video yep. this coming Sunday. Um, I can imagine that the chances of our county numbers uh, suddenly reversing course um, are probably pretty low. So right. I think I think expectations should be set that uh, this coming Sunday will in person will also not be able to move forward. Um, 
yeah, but do check the website of holyfamilyfishers.org because we'll, as soon as, if we, if anything changes, they'll within minutes be an announcement on the Facebook page. Yep. That if suddenly things look good enough, we can worship in person on Sunday. Yeah. And then the, the, the mad dash will ensue of the, the scramble of getting things <laughs> ready for you. <laughs> they're ready they're for literally person. ready. <laughs> they're, That's they're true. That's true. On, they're at, at the doorway on the inside. So it <laughs> just takes a few moments to yep. switch to in-person worship. Yeah. Yeah. Give us the word and good weather. Um, so, uh, but yeah, be on the lookout for that and, and yeah. uh, 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 see what else is, is going on. We've got uh, uh, an upcoming, um, if you've got kiddos there at home, uh, uh, the Gospel at Hogwarts is coming up next week. Uh, so I believe. Well, this up. coming Friday. This coming Friday. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm in the wrong. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as you're listening to this, if you have not yet signed up for that, uh, go to our, our, our uh, uh, website and, uh, find out how to, to sign up yeah. and participate. And almost all of that is done virtually. So it, it can be done very safely. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, so let's move over to our word of the day which uh took uh, i'll admit took me down a little bit of a rabbit hole so i'm looking forward to sharing it with you bruce um the today's word is patrapassianism 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 is that everything proceeding from the father Mm -mm. Okay, totally. That was my guess. I give up. <laughs> it is a form of uh, modalism, or uh, uh, I guess modalism, 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 right? modalism. Um, so, uh, th and that was the rabbit hole that I went down. So, let's first discuss what modalism is. Go for it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, you went down the rabbit hole, so you'll you know, <laughs> you'll have it much. Guaranteed accurate, whereas me, you you know, maybe, maybe not. The the long story short of modalism is that um, uh, instead of believing Father, Son, Holy Spirit is like kind of a, more of a trinity uh, and and having individuality, modalism is identifying that those are those are just different modes or forms uh, that God uh, uh, takes, uh, still kind of being one divine person. Um, but just the form is, is, is different. Um, uh, and so patropassianism is, um, specifically it's, it's Latin for father, uh, for, for a suffering father. Uh, and the concept is that God, the father himself was born of Mary crucified right. and raised from the dead. Uh, not that the son of the father uh, was born, but that it, essentially that was his mode and form on, here on earth, and that uh, God was was uh, was that actual form. Right, and no one should worry. This will not be on the pop quiz when you reach the <laughs> gates of heaven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, in, in in my own opinion, because I and I know that there are going to be there there are probably people who do have a, a strong opinion about uh, uh, this one way or, or another. Um, my guess is God may not necessarily uh, uh, care about our our individual 
uh, uh, thoughts on on how these thing, kind of things were specifically accomplished. Yeah, right. Like you said, it's not going to be the, oh, I'm sorry, we were looking for... <laughs> Transubstantiation. <laughs> a, yeah, a different answer. Yeah, a Incarnation. Is not yeah. the correct answer. Goodbye. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so uh, it, it's an interesting concept, though, um, because as you... As, as, as Christians... Individuals of faith, people who have our own walk with God. Um, I think the one thing that we can all admit is that the, the 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 concepts around God and God's existence are very difficult at the at the very best for us <laughs> to under to wrap our head around and to understand um, because we're earthly creatures, we're human, and we can only really know and understand things that we ourselves can experience so the you know how exactly this you know yeah. this works um i think should be an admission by all of us is something that we don't know um right 100%. there's there's an old phrase um i don't know who to attribute it to unfortunately but basically you describe god in some way and then you finish it with this and so much more mm. Yeah. So that no matter how developed and complex a theology of God you develop, it's this and so much more, mm -hmm. which is a, an admission of the limitations of our finite minds to comprehend the infinite divine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and very well, very well put our finite minds. Yeah. Um, because you know, it, it, this does, this does create kind of a different scenario in our, in, in our mind's eye, as you know, you imagine in thinking about the story of, of, of specifically moments where Christ is in the gospels speaking to the father. Right. Um, uh, so we kind of have that mindset that kind of lends its, its way towards, uh, separate individuals but the idea of it being one and the same is at the very least intriguing you know potential science fiction i don't know um, well, well and there's there's a truth it's an interesting thought a part of it is true in terms of the holy trinity mm -hmm. where they are the you know it's god as one and yet with three aspects right, right. and part Part of modalism also is the, the the insufficient part is trying to get too functional with those definitions mm -hmm. or those identifications of God, and people fall into that today very very easily of saying, well, yeah, God is the one, or I'm sorry, Jesus is the one who saves us, and God is the one who created us, and the Holy Spirit is the one who inspires us. Nah, we're we're really not allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Is it's still one. I mean, God is still one. And so simultaneously is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and doesn't have to become only Jesus to do some kind of relationship with us. Instead, we may experience it on the human end as I have a close relationship with Jesus, but in terms of all space and time, you actually have a close relationship with God. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I will point out that in these definitions, uh, the one thing, uh, unlike many other terms that I choose out of the dictionary of the Episcopal Church, uh, there's no indication that these concepts are heresies uh, or at all. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think they ever got that far. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's the the closest is the notation that um, modalism, uh, patripassianism is excluded from Orthodox Christian teaching by the doctrine of the Trinity. Um, so uh, the the it's really more of a uh, uh, the, the dictionary basically sets it up as a this is an agree to disagree kind of thing. Um, sort of, yeah. It's got, um, uh, you know nice try, try again, get the answer, Trinity. <laughs> then, right. then you'll be okay. Right, right, right. But well, uh, and and part of it is that part of the reason it's not a heresy is it never attracted big enough numbers for the church institution mm, to feel like to they had to, to come down on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I gotcha. had to take a stand on it. I bet even in the ancient of days, most people would be like most people today and say, eh, don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, because, yeah, at, at the end of the day, um, does it really fundamentally change uh, uh, the experience uh, that, that you have with your creator if, right. you know, based on these separate definitions i would venture a guess not really uh uh some perhaps but 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 fundamentally earth-shatteringly shift the the uh, um the way that that works for you um it i would i'd I guess probably not yeah and the because one thing to think about in terms of this particular word of the day is we don't believe that god the father was hanging on the cross but we do believe that when Jesus died, Jesus took all that human experience, including dying on the cross, to the Godhead. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, you know, a matter of minutes later, so to speak, it, it didn't, modalism didn't matter. Right. That right, because we ended up in the, the same place. The experience was that it was it was shared. Uh, whether, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re regardless, the the experience was shared. Whether it be, and and again, I'm sure you could go into a down a giant rabbit hole as to whether or not there was a, uh, a connective string all the way throughout Jesus' experience on Earth, or if it was a you know a, a download upload situation <laughs> after, <laughs> after the cross. Um, yeah, and that's that's been the great question that's I think has been answered best by poets rather than theologians, mm. and and a lot of it is this and so much more. This and so much more. But again, like you said earlier, um, would it really matter? <laughs> I mean, right. would it would it would it really matter? So uh, uh, a weird way to segue after having said would it really matter? Let's get into the <laughs> let's get into the readings. Um, yeah. But uh, why don't we transition over to the reading. Uh, we get to read from a book that we don't read from often today. Our first reading is from the book of Zephaniah, chapter 1, verse 7, and then 12 through 18. Be silent before the Lord God, for the day of the Lord is at hand. The Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has consecrated his guests. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the people who rest complacency on their dregs. Those who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Their wealth shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near. 
near and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The warrior cries aloud there. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. I will bring such distress upon people that they shall walk like the blind, because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust, and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. In the fire of his passion, the whole earth shall be consumed. For a full, for a, full a terrible end, he will make of all the inhabitants of the earth. Um... So this is happy cheery. times. Yeah, <laughs> goodness. Um, so why don't we take one step back and talk about the book of Zephaniah? Where it, it, this is an Old Testament reading. Um, is this a a, a collection of, of poetry? Is this a prophet? What is what's the what's the book of Zephaniah as a as a, as a general concept here? It's um, a pr a prophetic book. It's only three chapters long, mm -hmm. and. It was written in the time of first Isaiah. Okay. There, or shortly thereafter, actually. And, and there are some scholars who think it was even written by a um, disciple, a follower of Isaiah. Oh, okay. Um, and so he's, the prophet Zephaniah, is proclaiming, the against the corruption of the wealthy and powerful, particularly regard very much like last week regarding ethical life, um, in balance with worship life. Okay. So they're basically yet again hypocrites are being yelled at. Hmm. Um. I I, I couldn't help but there at verse twelve. Uh, uh, have the imagery of the gospel reading for last week, um, mm -hmm. uh, talking about um, um, the 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 uh, I will search Jerusalem with lamps, uh, and I will punish the people who rest complacently complacently on their dregs. And kind of as we discussed last week, the, the 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 gospel reading was really about staying awake and staying you know, uh, being aware of your surroundings and being ready, um, um, that, co uh, uh, combined with the lamps, uh, couldn't help, but kind of yeah. push me backwards, uh, a week, uh, into the readings. Um, and so, well, it should, there's okay. a, there's a, again, because Zephaniah is so connected with Isaiah and Christ and the followers of Jesus, we're very connected with the book of Isaiah. There's a very good chance that the writer of Matthew was, um, to use a pun, well-versed with these <laughs> verses. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and so would remember when Jesus told the parable of the virgins and their lamps. Gotcha. And the end of time um, kind of so, imagery. So, so uh, really, I mean, this, yeah, as you pointed out, the doom and gloom imagery, this is all... Uh, um, uh, focused on um, 
the 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 people who are 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 hypocritical and turning away, uh, right? I mean, this right. is this isn't so much um, uh, like an end of times prophecy, although it kind of reads that way a, a little bit. Um, this is more of like I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a bunch of verses telling you all the bad things that are gonna happen to you for for these, <laughs> for. For for uh, the the way you're living life here and the way you've, you you're you're um, turning against God and, and I guess it, it, for being hypocritical turning against your own people right and yeah living to to use a phrase that is very ancient and well no I shouldn't use it because it sounds um, very insulting today but people who <laughs> One of those things, yes. I'm not in a New ask. Testament class where I'm going, yes, yes. And so it'll be like, what did he say? Uh, <laughs> so, leaving that hanging, um, instead I'll simply say it's, he's, there's the surrounding culture mm-hmm. that comes out of, for instance, that we hear about 600 years later from uh, Paul's letters of, Greeks and others having the philosophy of, hey, it doesn't matter what we do. So we might as well enjoy life today and drink all the wine we can until we pass out. And God doesn't care. Hmm. That, that, that's kind of interesting because the, the, in a way that plays into uh, a concept that I think, <clears throat> I think we, we still... Uh, there's still a lot of people who have today, which is uh, the the idea that um, our actions on this earth don't super matter because it's whatever happens is part of a, a master plan by our creator, mm-hmm. um, which kind of gives us free will and, and leeway to justify anything that we want to justify. Um, uh, because like, oh, hey, you know, it, it's, uh, this terrible thing happened because, I don't know, God's plan. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. Of, kind and of... it, this, this, it's, yeah, that's taking this kind, these kinds of verses way too far. Right. And, and, and within the, within the set of verses, you can say that interpretation only if you don't keep reading and right. see that, oh, people are expected to greatly affect how history unfolds right. and every day and how the least among us are being treated. Um, yeah. Zephaniah goes for all three chapters that Zephaniah has goes in quite a bit to the unethical behavior of people that think it don't matter. It doesn't matter, but in fact, mm-hmm. their behavior matters tremendously to God. Right. Uh, and and it, in a way, it's kind of ironic because there in verse 12, if you dig into the logic of those who say in their hearts, uh, quote unquote, um, um, they're saying the Lord will not do good, nor will he do harm. Even if you di- dig into those individuals own logic, if it's not God that's doing the good or the harm, who is it? <laughs> yeah. And that's fair. It's, it becomes fairly obvious that that would than be uh, them as individuals uh, doing good or harm. So it's it's completely up to um, up to the individuals, as, uh, us humans, as to uh, what we promote and what we uh, reject uh, on this earth. So it's it's kind of interesting. Um, 
why uh what are we skipping here that's that's another one of my uh classic questions right uh so we skip eight through eleven um what's the is, is it just for continuity like uh keeping string of thought <laughs> no it it actually is the yada 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 um, okay mm -hmm. there's a there's a, how there's how will the officials be punished? How will the king's sons be punished? How will the um, cry of the people who are being exploited be heard? So mm. it, it's in some ways just to make the reading a suitable length for an Episcopal or a Christian service, since we all share this lectionary now, mm -hmm. um, that it, it is... As again, as the rest of the book is, lots and lots of okay. If you're in this type of function or class within society and you're doing bad, here's how you're doing bad. You're not hearing the cries of the exploited and the poor and the homeless. Um, that goes, that's a repeating theme through the three chapters, including in the one, the ones we just skipped, but they really are picked up very strongly. Um, in 13 through 18. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, strongly. Yes. It, 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 it's fairly strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else uh, about um, this reading? I mean, there's there's a fair amount of uh, poetry. There's, there's a lot. I shouldn't even say fair amount. There, it, yeah. It's poetry. very poetic. Um, 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 Neither their gold nor their silver uh, will be able to save them on the day of the Lord's wrath. So uh, implying you, you can't just buy your way out of it, uh, which also then means this is probably a, a sharp criticism of the rich. Right. Not just uh, the people who uh, uh, rest complacently on their dregs, quote unquote. Um, so. Uh, and by the way, that that refers to you've you've drunk all the liquor. And all you have left is the stuff from the bottom of the bottle. Ah, uh, okay. So you you are extremely drunk, <laughs> and you, when you're resting on your dregs, you're you're passed out. I gotcha. 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 Okay. Um, anything else about this fairly dark passage? <laughs> there's a there's one fun image. I'm trying to find it now. Um, about leaping over the threshold. Um, maybe maybe that's not in this. Is part. it? Is it not in this part? Um, it might not be. Well, if you happen to read the book of Zephaniah, and which there's, you should, which, yeah, you which should. is good, and one should <laughs> for one's goodness, um, there's a phrase about leaping over the threshold of the temple, and um, okay, people are just going to say, "Oh, wonderful." The reason it's it's interesting is we don't know really what it means. <laughs> huh. So, of course, I want to spend a few minutes on it. Uh, but there's speculation that it refers to a superstition from a non-Jewish um, spiritual tradition in the Middle East that if you enter the, the temple of a fictitious god... You better not step on the threshold. You have to jump over it, otherwise you're disrespecting that God with a little G. And so it's this wonderful image that to the people of the time, if indeed that's what it refers to, would have 
gotten very quickly, oh yeah, those superstitions that are beginning to leak into the Jewish faith. Uh, we, need to, we, we need to get rid of those. Is that where we get, don't step on a crack? There's some speculation about that, yeah. But that, that one goes back so deep in human culture that I, I know from an anthropology folklore class I took that no one's really sure where it came from. But it, it occurs in all sorts of cultures around the world. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, let's move on to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 1 through 11. Uh, so we're continuing here in First Thessalonians, kind of going in order. Um, yeah. And that reads, Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say, there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman. And there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light and children of the day, and we are not of the night or of darkness. So then, let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. For, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build up each other, as indeed you are doing. Um, why didn't we have these readings last week? <laughs> Well, we're continuing that something that started last week, and that is the old Advent length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, okay, I'm just saying, looking for looking already towards the gospel reading, um, we could have swapped those. I mean, <laughs> well, it it is it is a um, attempt within the lectionary. To do Thessalonians and Matthew in order. Ah, uh, okay. And okay. yeah, they're they they seem like they're a week off from each other right now. And if in terms of writing theology or something, yes, but uh, it does keep us going in order through the two uh, books of the Bible. These two. All right, lectionary preparers, you get a pass because <laughs> Bruce vouched for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so it, it is, it is, uh, again, just like last week, kind of, we see this imagery of, of, um, um, in, in this instance, it's a thief in the night, which has totally different connotations than the bridegroom from the gospel reading of last week. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, the concept of, of, um, uh, being ready, being prepared, um, um, Paul uses this, this, uh, verbal imagery of, staying awake um during the night <clears throat> and that's just and i think that's correct me if i'm wrong just simply um saying like just you don't you don't rest i mean you you have to be ready at any point in time to do god's work and uh let us uh keep awake be sober and not be uh distracted like others are uh, uh sometimes people who sleep at night 
um, uh, we're different from them because we want to be ready at all points of time. Obviously not a literal instruction from Paul. Don't sleep. Right, right. <laughs> um, um, though this is one of those places, <clears throat> excuse me, where Paul really does believe that Jesus' re reappearance will happen perhaps even within Paul's lifetime. Right. So it it is kind of a hey if you lose sleep it's you know to to use the terrible expression we I hear nowadays you know you'll sleep when you're dead <laughs> yeah 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 um, <clears throat> but honestly if you're if you're believing that it could happen any moment shoot this letter might not even reach you in time yeah um, then uh, then yeah one could understand uh, that <laughs> that kind of sentiment of like. Don't bother. I mean, a human can go a couple of days without sleeping. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that's part of it. But it's very much part of the don't be complacent. Um, and what's interesting in this uh, portion of Thessalonians is, again, this is a, a book that is written to, to a non-Jewish audience, to a mm -hmm. Greco-Roman audience, that in verse 3, uh, it reads, when they say, quote, there is peace and security, unquote, mm -hmm. what peace and security is, was the propaganda phrase used by the Roman Empire to the extent that it was even found on the coins. Gotcha. Huh. So, you know, it's, hey, you know, it's good times. We have nothing to worry about. Um, and Paul's saying, hey, that's exactly when you start to worry. <laughs> Yeah. Not, be, not because God's going to react to the people having peace and security, but rather you're, you're be putting human standards as being more important than God's desires. Hmm. Um, let, let me ask this question, because uh, um, obviously uh, the, the, the language here does uh, kind of mirror uh, the Matthew reading from last week. Right. Wherein, uh, Literal uh, uh, literal translations are talking about staying awake. Is it was it a belief? If if, if the, the the thought process was he could come at any point in time, um, was there any? It kind of seems as though there's an implication that there was some belief that if you were asleep when that time happened, that you might actually miss out. Was that is is that simply poetic or is was there any is there any indication that that was like a legitimate <laughs> real uh, uh thought that if you were sleeping uh, tough it's it, it <laughs> no it was mm. not not a okay. if you're asleep you miss out but throughout the especially the new testament there's a lot of playing with the image of um nighttime and daytime right with the and here basically Paul is saying, look, you think you're sneaking around the dark gang drunk and stuff. It's just as obvious as if you were doing it in the daylight. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, that cover of darkness does not hide you from God. And darkness does not cease your, your responsibility to live an ethical life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, even to this day so much more crime takes place after dark and some of it is the some of it is practical of course good strategy but some of it is also psychological of oh you know now's the time to try to get away with stuff 
Hmm. Interesting. That that's an interesting point. Yeah, there would be that, wouldn't there? Uh, <laughs> get it done now while you can. Yeah. Um, uh, I also kind of want to point out um, that uh, because of the way that these readings have been partnered, um, there's the, this is another one of the things that I find fascinating about the Bible. There's there's a essentially inconsistency between the uh, um, the Old Testament reading and this New Testament reading in that, um, specifically here in First Thessalonians, there's verse 9 where it says, For God has not destined, uh, uh, has, has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation. Really not the message Zephaniah was pouring out in, in his, his, uh, his uh, uh, writing. Uh, um, specifically the way the, the, the last reading ended, neither gold nor silver will be able to save them on the day of God, uh, of the Lord's wrath. Um, so, uh, there, there's, it, it's an evolving, uh, uh, thought process. Obviously Zephaniah had no, uh, experience with, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and so therefore, um, depending what, on your theology of modalism, but go on. Well, there, there, you go, there you go. Um, but his, his experience, uh, is obviously very different from Paul's. Paul's is, is, Obviously, heavily influenced uh, by uh, the the instances in the Gospels, uh, and and uh, um, a, a decent chunk of time uh, since the writing of Zephaniah. But it does kind of show you that there are differing viewpoints um, through these different writings, and sometimes they do clash. Um, um, That's true. Yeah, and, and Paul was Paul was not really the one for. Um, uh, doom and gloom. He was more of uh, the, the thing that he seems to share with Zephaniah is you are responsible for yourself. Um, but he's very, very much um, focusing on the thing, the positive things that people can do, uh, and avoiding traps. Uh, whereas uh, Zephaniah seems to really be like, you done messed up, man. <laughs> <And> <laughs> your comeuppance is on its way. Uh, well, and some of that, you're completely right in everything you said, but there's also the nuance of audience. True. Where Zephaniah <clears throat> is writing literally to the king and oh. to the, to okay. the muckety-mucks of Israel mm -hmm. and trying to you know, hit them upside the head so they'll wake up. Right. And Paul, so Paul is, is not talking to the to emperor. A, so, yeah, he's writing gotcha. to a group of baby Christians, as we would now put it, perhaps, of people who are just been exposed to the one true God. And mm. so he has to teach them what the audience of Zephaniah should have already known by the time Zephaniah was trying to pull him back to the straight and narrow. Mm. Mm. Or maybe the, the straight and wide, but it, that Zephaniah was trying to remind his audience of what they were called to do as God's beloved children. And Paul's telling these folks for the very first time what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to live. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which, it, it, as you point that out, then that, that, does, um, uh, that does make it interesting for, um, you know, for, for like uh, the evangelist concepts uh, that we have. If we, lead, if we follow Paul's example, then... Uh, talking to people who are uh, 
new or potentially new to the faith, it's a matter of building up, mm-hmm. not shake, not wagging a finger and telling people how they've already messed up. Um, yeah, Paul Paul is not a fear based evangelist, even though he's quoted out of context repeatedly for folks who carry that practice. Mm-hmm. Instead, he really is trying to tell people the the revolutionary way in which life can now be experienced through the kingdom of God. Hmm. And it is, it is. It, it, like, yeah. like I pointed out, uh, um, definitely revolutionary, uh, as you put. Um, uh, Jesus, bit of a game changer. Uh, yes, <laughs> turns out. Uh, uh, if you if you haven't if you, if you haven't noted that, uh, uh, that's okay. Uh, just just take note at this point. Definitely shift the lands uh, shifted the landscape as far uh, uh, spiritually and and with individuals walk with God. It was definitely overturning a, a, a lot of preconceived notions about how things should operate. Yeah, the meaning um, of life, the meaning of mm-hmm. death, what our relationship with God should be, what our relationship with uh, other people and creation. Yeah, Jesus. Our, even down to our, yeah, our responsibilities uh, yeah. In, in that. Not just how the relationship should work, but what it, what it is that we're expected to do. And again, looking at Thessalonians, this is one of the earliest pieces of Christian writing that still exists. Mm-hmm. It's It's older than the Gospels. And so we can see... What is the earliest message of Christ that's being communicated? Hmm. And to me, that's very, it's, it's very reassuring to read how Paul wants to be encouraging to people and remind them of the great joy of living in Christ rather than doing some kind of fear-based evangelism. Right, right. Um. Let's move on to Matthew yeah. then, shall we? Matthew chapter 25, speaking of going in order, uh, verses 14 through 30. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another, uh, sorry, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master... You handed it over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. 
But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. From and But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, a pretty well-known um, uh, reading here. Um, uh, a parable. Um a parable that has informed uh, a lot of um, uh, what's the uh, what's the the term in Christianity where you where you uh, you you get uh, the wealth based um, oh prosperity gospel prosperity gospel thank you <clears throat> uses this a lot mm-hmm. if I'm yeah. not mistaken um, um, especially that that and just to be clear they're wrong they're wrong. But go on. <laughs> yes, yes, and to be clear, yes, uh, um, but especially that verse twenty nine. All, all to, for to all those who have more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they will, even what they have will be taken away. Really scary if you turn that uh, uh, this parable into economic advice. Um, <laughs> but um, but it's interesting to me. I I would be curious to know how the parable would turn out if some of the facts of this story were slightly changed. <clears throat> so I kind of wanted to play that game with you okay. of, of, uh, of the what if game in this story. And you can, that'll kind of, I think help inform people uh, the real meaning behind here, because obviously uh, two of the slaves in this story double what they were given. Mm-hmm. And one slave did nothing. And so uh, um, one can then infer, okay, so doing nothing is not okay. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, got that. What would have happened to the slave with five talents had they gone out and and uh, traded with them uh, and at the end of the day, though, made no more money? It, yeah. That's that's the good thought question to sit and ponder. Um, and I, actually, what I thought you were going to ask is, what if they lost? And that was going to be my next one. Okay, and it's a made-up story. It's fictitious. It's not. Yeah, you know, this oh, is no, not no. describing these, a scene. These slaves, these slaves are dead. no go ahead i'm sorry yes you're right Uh, a fictitious story yeah so so jesus and and making up this story gets to set this universe that'll never happen because one one of the things one of the the cues of that is how much they're given that a talent is a humongous amount of money it's like a year's wage, isn't it? I think it's even more than that. Is it? Okay. Well, especially if you're a slave, it's a lot more than that. Um, and so one of the unrealistic pieces is that if this were real life and a slave, even in the much more um, humane form of slavery, 
that right. was in New Testament times. If you were handed all that money, would you really just stick around while no one was else was around except other slaves? Probably not. Yeah, if, if you, you take that five talents and run. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So, so it's a it's a unrealistic amount of money. The slaves respond in an unrealistic way, and so we know very well from those cues that Jesus did not intend this to be a go and do likewise. Mm, right. Okay. Instead, it's supposed to be a, whoa, this is a completely imaginary universe here. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, the, I think your question, though, gets to the heart of the story and the heart of the meaning, which is God wants us to take risks. Yeah. And it's not a risk to get richer. It's a risk to share God's love with an uh, unimaginable amount of love being shared because it's God's love. It's not our own. Right. Well, I mean, far be it for me uh, to criticize Christ directly, but that could have been more informative had that been part of the story. The two talents came back and went, I tried. <laughs> no problem. Good job. Come on in. Good try. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have been nice uh, uh, because, again, like you know, we're 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 you know, we're inclined to interpret things uh, sometimes how we most want it to read. Um, but I, I guess it, it likewise, though, uh, as you point out, with the completely absurd scenario of these uh, people receiving so much money. That really then informs that the 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 slave who ends up getting thrown out, the worthless slave, might have had the most logical reaction to yeah. such a crazy situation. Here's this giant sum of money that may even be worth more than your life. Right. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, it, it probably, unlike the slave with five talents, wouldn't be enough necessarily to. Uh, risk running away with uh, I would I would imagine in my head if that were interested if, if this if I were internalizing this story this is not enough to like yeah go and and uh, not be found like with with five talents you could you know potentially create a whole new identity and live a false life somewhere else and live in luxury great 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 one talent puts you in the position of like it, it, you can't run with it uh, because you'll you'll get found. It's a lot of money, but it's still not going to work out for you. So, and if you invest it and lose it, as as this slave has kind of uh, says in the story, I know you're a harsh man, and you're you're you know um, if you're really afraid of this person, I I too wouldn't unless that's simply an excuse. But I too would would be loath to do anything that would then jeopardize that investment um yeah but uh as the master in this story points out you could have at least invested it with the bankers you could have done something anything um to to uh to, to do it and and as you had pointed out the the art i think you pointed out maybe it was me um the the point is really don't just like the 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 previous uh um readings don't just do nothing 
Yeah, that's, that's definitely not what we're called to do. Well, you gotta, you and and let's take the the, the word talent uh, out of the monetary and and use its its uh, its uh, um, uh, the 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 literal translation of it uh, uh, the way that we think of of talents today. If you have talent, uh, you have a talent, and not utilizing it is a real shame and not what we're called to do. Um, um, you gotta you gotta use what you have been given and share that with your surrounding uh, existence. I mean, it, it's we're not called to be lazy. We're not called to be apathetic. We're not called to be um, 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 isolated and, and, and hiding and in a hole, hiding in a hole and scared it. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're encouraged to, to, to go and to do something. Just yeah. To do something. One of the interesting things here with, uh, you should have invested it with the bankers is it's not clear historically whether that really would have been an ethical thing to do in Christ's time. Because really? like today, bankers make their money by making loans. Mm -hmm. And in strict Jewish laws, interest loans with interest are not allowed. Huh. So it, that may be another one of those, okay, this is a parable, this is a parable, this isn't a go and do likewise in terms of how we are both to treat others like if, mm -hmm. if you're an employer, you don't get to play this game with your employees and how we're supposed to have what what's our worldview supposed to be? Mm. Like, you know, so no prosperity gospel allowed. Right. Right, right. That instead it's a, it's a long dismal poetic image of in a sense, um, in terms of the the boss of one of the lowest ways humans live in terms of their life perspective and how even in that God can transform it. God can transform the world. Hmm. Well, I think that wraps up very nicely. Uh, well, I want to, I want to add just oh, one more thing. One more. This is a good you, one. You to, put such a good bow on it. Why are you going <laughs> to... Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. The, and the, I don't think this will unravel it, but it's okay. it, it's worth looking at Luke chapter 19, which has mm -hmm. this almost the same story, but makes it a little more explicit that this is about the delay of the end of the world and how Christians are supposed to live in the midst of it. Hmm. So Luke's, I mean, I think that was completely Matthew's intent. Luke makes it more explicit that this is the walking instructions for Christians for the centuries to come. Hmm. And to really make it off the wall, these slaves are given cities. Multiples. Oh. The, the good slaves are given, instead of 10 more of the money, they're actually given... Um, five to ten cities so it's com completely nuts right uh just mind-blowing even giggle producing but that's again to catch our attention 
Got it. So, so that we don't get to say, oh, well, I'll never have two employ, I'll never have three employees to trust that kind of money with, so I can turn the page. Gotcha. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's so far out there that it's it's by being uh, unrelatable to everyone, it's relatable to everyone. Exactly. Huh. Very cool. All right. Well, then with that, uh, let's end this podcast for November 15th, 2020. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing the sermon and seeing and hearing the sermon and see, uh, uh, hearing how that comes out. Um, but uh, again, we, we encourage everybody at this point in time, we're going to say uh, check our website uh, as, as to how we'll be worshiping this right. weekend. Um, and um uh, we look forward to uh, spending that time with you, however that uh, uh, manifests. Um, yeah. But uh, in the meantime, if you have any questions, uh, uh, thoughts, uh, comments, send them to shortcut at hfec.org. Uh, and again, you can visit our website at hfec.org on the website uh, and, and see everything that we have going on. Uh, and uh, until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.